This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. From MPB Think Radio, this is Fix It 101, the home improvement show to help you do it yourself. I'm Jason Klein, who are Pam Pivas, ASHE certified inspector at Inspect It Like a Girl and licensed contractor Jeff Sammons from Houseworks. On today's show, we're taking a deep look at your summer projects, how you should be uh, working in this heat and what you're really working on. Here we go. It's kind of a weird moment of the year in the fact that we're sitting here in this sweltering heat knowing we're heading into what's going to be a fall in about a month or two we're going to get a a slight breeze it's a cruel joke i know it is you can join the conversation with us by calling 877 mpb ring that's 877-672-7464 or send an email to fix it 101 at mpbonline.org you know i wonder how many folks listen to this show via podcast just so they can hear southerners talk about the heat (laughs) (laughs) we got an email we got an email today from west and have that brawl (laughs) well i was gonna say we got an email today from sandy Diego and I thought, man, you I have no idea what you do every day. I have no idea what it feels like to walk out of your house. And so anyway, um you can join this conversation as bad as it can be sometimes. 877-672-7464. So what'd you do this week, Pam? You know, I got up in it. Um you got up I got up in it again and talk about the heat. I was um now, don't do this at home. I'm just going to preempt and say, don't try this at home. But I installed a 40-amp breaker in my panel for my dryer. The wire had already been run, and it was in the panel, but the breaker had not been connected because the previous owner uh-huh. had had a gas dryer. Right. So I and now I've been taking panels off of uh, or cover panels off, uh, you know, electric panels for 20 mm-hmm. years. So I've got some experience mm-hmm. kind of hanging out in there. So if you don't have any experience with that, don't get don't up in take there. the panel off. Don't be doing that. So uh, I switched it out. And when I put the um, the cover back on, I heard a click and I thought, oh, I've, I've hit a. You've thrown a breaker. I've, I've got a toggle that I've got right. to reset. Well, then I got I got distracted. That happens to me a lot. Uh-oh. Squirrel. <laughs> Squirrel. So I got distracted, and then about 30, 45 minutes later, I was like, why is my house not cooling? Uh-oh. Is, yeah. So then I thought, oh, I bet I blew a fuse like I did, you know, because right. I did. So I get in the car to go to the hardware store, and that's a hike from down mm-hmm. at the pond. I get to the hardware store. I go inside. I buy a couple of fuses because I'm mm-hmm. not sure which one's going right. out. Okay. And then I walk outside. I've already paid for my bag. And I thought, oh, wait a minute. I tripped that breaker. Right. Wheel. Right. <laughs> well, now you have a bag of fuses. Now I got the bag of fuses. So <laughs> <laughs> I went, I drove all the way back down there, went into the panel. And sure enough, AC flipped off. Wow. Well, you know, and I turned that thing on and it cooled everything right down. Well, that's amazing. <laughs> and now you have a bag of uh, fuses. I got a bag of fuses. For, and you know what? The next time, when you blow a fuse next time, you're going to think, thank God I don't have to drive to that place again. I don't have again. to drive yeah. all the way down there to replace that fuse. So, no, I have a, um, you've been in my shop there at the house. Mm-hmm. So down at the pond, we've got a closet. And so right. I put it in the electric center. Right. 
the next. electric. Oh, you have uh, the electric center. See, I have a box full of my electric stuff. Yes, that's yeah. your electric center. That is my electric mm-hmm. center. Yes. Okay, so that that's what you got to. I have a lesson for folks to learn from. You know, I don't. If you don't listen to the show, or if you just started, let me explain some roles here. Um, Jeff is is like a, a, a highfalutin general contractor. He knows all the big stuff, right? That's that's his gig. He's the big daddy. Yeah, and and late. And late, yeah. Uh, Pam is a home inspector, also a licensed contractor, but but a home inspector. And these guys are true pros. I'm the crash test dummy of the of the show. This is my job is to try things and and tell you guys about it. So anyway, I was mowing my grass this weekend and I noticed there's a wet spot. Uh oh. And it's right in front of the water box in the in my front yard, where right the sea well. turn, you know, where the city turns the water on and off. At but the it, meter. At the meter. Thank okay. you. Okay. It's, when you say in front, is that you were right, between? I was just about to say. Okay. It is on the side of the road, not on the side of the house. So that's wife, always good news. Wife calls the city. City comes out and they say your side. Of course. Of course. It not is. our side. It's your side. Well, they say, man, and the guy looks at me and he looks real sad and he says, "I'm sorry. It's not even an inch on your side, but it is on your side." Mm-hmm. And so this thing had cracked going into the meter box. Uh, a a piece of PVC had cracked going into the meter box. Imagine and it was, that a piece of PVC that cracked. And it just. <laughs> And I, I could literally put my hand under there and feel the water. It was no more than a sink might drip, but it was dripping. And on the main line, and obviously enough to make the front of my yard mushy, you know, after a while. So this was inside the box or outside of the box? Just outside the box. Just So you had to on dig it side. up to find that. So I had that. to dig it up, yes. Uh, so I had to dig it up. But I will say, I thought, you know what? This is an itty-bitty leak. This is tiny. Busy. I bet you I can fix this without mm. going to too much trouble. So mm. I went to the store and I got some flex tape Mm-mm. and I put the flex tape on there. Bad idea. Mm-hmm. Oh, hang on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he probably used a hammer. Hang mm. on. I put the flex tape on there because that's what the commercial says. Right. <laughs> so that's cool. And, and it seems to be working for a second. And I'm like, OK, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to make sure that flex tape stays on there. Uh Oh, Uh-oh. All right. Because this is what Jason does. Grab a couple of zip ties, put it around there, keep that flex tape on there. Beautiful. All of a sudden, the flex tape starts bubbling up to this huge ball. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and I love it. it. And then there was a geyser. Right. It, was, it had stretched to about three inches. <laughs> so I had to take the zip ties off, pull the, pull the tape off. I had to go back to the store. And, folks, I spent $20. Buying pieces of, I took pictures of, of everything I needed. I, I spent $20 buying the identical PVC pieces that I saw in those pictures. At the, I had to go to, uh, I couldn't go to my regular home store. They were out. So I went to another one and found them. Went back, you know, I did the whole thing with the cleaner on the PVC, then the glue and everything else. I cut it and fixed the plumbing. Uh, but, but it. The reason why I wanted to tell you this this story is because I did it wrong first, and I went with uh, the easy way first and tried to cheap it out with $12 worth of flex tape. Um, that will not save your house, folks. Uh, go, go, a little de- <laughs> go a little deeper. I'm, I'm not laughing at you. I, I, You're laughing just at me, I, no, not with me. No, because I, I, have a, I have a leak at one of my water meters at the house we're building, and 
course, I just called the water company and I said, guys, I'm sure it's on your side. Right, right, yeah. <laughs> well, what, the guys came out to mine and said, uh, no, it's your side. You yeah. couldn't convince them that it was really the... Right. Well, so, I had, I mean, now, we had the I same will, thing. But I will say, for $20 and watching a video, I actually had a buddy come over and watch me do it, too, so I didn't goof anything up. Yeah. Uh, but for 20 bucks in, in materials that all I did was recreate what was currently there. That's right. You know, so I didn't have to make anything up. Yeah. Um, How I many re- trips to the... Uh, two yeah. in total. You were a two-trip minimum. I was a two-trip. So so I went and got the tape the first time. That didn't work. Then I went back and got the actual stuff, took my time, did it, and I was able to fix something for about $25 and my time. Sure. Uh, as opposed to pulling out the plumber for 150 pulling up. Right. Oh, yeah. Now, so, yeah. now yeah. Here, here, here's one other thing that we need to let mm-hmm. the listeners know about, and, Jason, you're probably aware of this. Mm-hmm. Depending on how bad the leak was and how long it lasted, it may or may not have no, shown up on your water bill. Correct. And so Yes, and we were – the funny thing was that I had previously, and I mentioned it on the show here, changed out a faucet – uh, or not a faucet, but a valve a couple of weeks earlier because we had a drip in the bathtub. We thought that's where our water was. Uh, yeah, and and so I have now fixed all leaks within the the client household. You know, within two hundred yards of my house, there are no leaks anymore. So, so well, did the, did the water company adjust your bill? I have not dealt with that yet. Okay. <laughs> it's generally it's uh, it's generally my gig pretty was easy to start to stop the water. The wife handles the rest. I understand. So um, yeah, it usually is. And I had a leak. I had to pay the plumber though because they had to cut a wall out down at the pond. Ouch. Yeah, to get to the um, water manifold behind the kitchen sink. Mm-hmm. And so they came in, and I got a beautiful picture of this leak, and I knew that's where it was coming from. That's how it was presented. Right. And so when I called the plumber, he said, you sure it's not in this lab? I said, no, I, it, it's presenting as being uh, at, right. a, at the sink in the wall. Uh-huh. And so I knew exactly where to cut it out. So they cut it out. And so uh-huh. now my job is I've got to go back and rebuild the wall. And pretty it again. <laughs> and put it put it back in. But I did. One of the things I did, Jeff, is I had them. I thought, you know what? This is where the water's coming into the house. And the shutoff is on the other side of the pond up in the woods. Mm-hmm. And I, it always kind of creeps me out to have to walk up in there because I don't know what kind of things are waiting right. for me. So I had them put in a whole house shutoff. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, right in the wall there. So yep. I'm going to build, rebuild Perfect. my wall Perfect. with and a cabinet two, door. It's a good idea because you're not at that cabin all the time. Exactly. When you leave, turn it off. Turn it off. I'm going to tell you a quick story. We had a cabin out in the country. And, um, you know, talking about water meters mm-hmm. and stuff. Well, the 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 water line froze coming into the house right and of course we we weren't up there for a couple weeks or whatever uh thawed out mm-hmm. and ran for about two or three weeks oh on the gosh. inside no no this was all outside mm. oh, thank goodness. but i whoop. got i got like a 350 dollar water bill whoa That's great so of course i called it was um i think east madison county water association right. or something like that and this elderly lady very nice i think she owns it runs it or whatever so i called her and i said uh you know is there any way that we might adjust that water Mm -hmm. bill and she says sonny did you use that water she says sonny (laughs) i had to pay for that water (laughs) i said yes ma'am your checks in the mail right (laughs) 
right, look, I mean, real quick, let's go to uh, Lauren as in Natchez. She's got a question. What's going on, Lauren? Hold on here. I have a very good friend that just got a brand-new white cork countertop. It's nice. Gorgeous. Oh, beautiful. But she said she looked at it, and she noticed there were some dull spots. Uh-huh. So she called the fellas that put it in, and he came out, and he said, well, you know, quartz has an electrical charge, and it's not even. And so she said he uh, proceeded to lean over the countertop and rub his hands on it and kind of massage it. And she kind of left the room at that point. Yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah, it was kind of, so, kind of uh, sounds R-rated. Yeah, right, yeah. yeah. I'd leave the room, so, too. <laughs> I'd leave the contractor. All the dull spots were gone. He used his hands, his bare hands. How have interesting. Ever heard of that? Really? I hadn't no. heard of that, Jeff. Have you heard of that? No. All right, that's a voodoo. We're not gonna... <laughs> no. <laughs> was there sage involved? Uh, yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> Turn the lights down low and right, rub yeah, let's the, put that out turn, there. Turn the lights down low and rub the rub the cords. Rub the cords. All right. Okay. Well, Lauren, thanks for the call, and that is nifty. And we're going to leave that there. We're going to try that. That's right. All right, folks, it's time for us to take our first break of the hour. Uh, we do want to hear from you about what's happening at your home. You can give us a call at 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Or send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. i got a whopper of an email coming up right after the break. We'll be right back. You're listening to Fix It 101 on MPB Think Radio. I'm Jason Klein, who a Pam Pius. Why did I mess up your name? Everybody like a does. whole year since you've been here, and I'm still messing <laughs> up. All right, ASHI certified inspector and inspector like a girl, Pam Pipus, and licensed contractor Jeff Sammons from Houseworks is here. You can join the conversation this morning by calling 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Or send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. On the phone right now, Catherine is on the line and past Christiane, and she's going to tell us why the voodoo worked on the countertop what's going on Catherine? hi um she said for me to listen through the phone and i'm driving and it, there you go you're, you're on live with us right now Catherine. okay all right okay so so. i think that i think probably what massaging that quartz did was disperse the charge spread hmm. it out Okay. Anyway, that's my guess because, uh, you know, in hospitals when they wheel around the anesthesia machines, yeah. uh, they have a little a little wire that uh, touches the ground uh-huh. to get rid of the static. It's a static thing. Static Interesting. Thing. Never heard of it before? Anyway, okay, go for it. My other question is, um, I have a, my house is on a slab and I have a tile floor mm-hmm. that is showing some moisture kind of right in the middle of the floor because I can tell because it turns dark when it gets, you know, if we were to spill water or something on it. Right. Um, but I don't have any pipes running there that I know of. Um, is there any possibility that I could have moisture coming up through the slab or something? Uh, sure. I'll turn on. Well, how, let me ask you a question. You... Is, is your refrigerator anywhere near that spot? No. Okay. How do you know you don't have plumbing pipes under the concrete? Pipes, I don't know that. However, um, we had some plumbing work done in that room, and the pipes were in the wall. Well, oh. well, 
That's okay. They're they're going to be in the wall. Now, let me give you some ideas to try. Turn the hot water on. Put your hand down there on the slab and see if it gets warm. Uh, that's that that'd be the first indicator. Yes, you have a water leak in your slab. Um and it's on the hot side. Um if it turn turn the turn the cold on as wet t- turn the hot off if that doesn't indicate anything turn the cold on and see if it can get any kind of temperature difference whatsoever now has it caused has it caused any damage to the home not that i'm aware of yet okay well do or do you have stained floors uh no no, it's tile. So oh, it's tile. Mm-hmm. I had a situation that was similar well, to this, where the, and a builder had me come out because they they just had this water mysteriously showing right, up in the middle right, of the right. floor and couldn't figure out where it was coming from. Come to find out, it was the refrigerator had a warranty issue on it, and it was leaking water, and it didn't present for about I don't know five or six feet. From, oh really? From where the it was, and once they got the refrigerator fixed, it quit. And what it was doing, like in the middle of the night, it would kind of leak, disperse water from right. the um. And you know, it'll do that. I mean, water will go, and especially mm-hmm. in tile. The thing you got to remember about tile on slabs is that slabs aren't even. <laughs> right. And so, if yeah. there wasn't a thin set put in underneath that tile, you've got cavities. So the water could literally be coming from all the way across the room and working its way under to that spot. The the positive thing, if there's any positive thing about this at all, is that it it sounds like it could be covered on your homeowner's insurance. Um because That's interesting. All all that has to happen is the water has to do and it can be a dime, it can be a quarter size damage. It's insurance is not dictated on on how big that particular damage was, as long as there's damage above the slab. And then typically insurance is going to pay for everything except the actual fixing the pipe. Right. They're going to pay to get to it. They're going to pay all the damage that it caused, but they're not going to pay to put the pipe back together. Interesting. Just just food for thought. Yep. Will insurance pay for it if it is a leaking appliance like the? Um, no, no, it's got it's it's yeah. got it's 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 got a. Uh, that would have to be on your supply, like what Jeff yeah, was saying. It's got, a, it's got to do damage. Yeah, to, leaking to somewhere above the slab. Okay. And you know what you could do? Going back to what Jason was talking about earlier, you could check your meter and see if your meter's running. Turn everything off in the house and then pull that cap and right. look down. And if that little red dial is turning. Well, and you may not see it. And, and P.S., my, my little red dial is blue. But uh, I will. Uh, I learned this on this show, like first or second week. Uh, go to where your water meter is. See that little thing that spins when the water is on. Take a picture. Take a picture of it. Come back five minutes later. And if it looks any different or has moved and you hadn't turned the water on, you, your leak is there. And you can actually do that with a gas meter, too. Yeah. If I were to have a crack in this lab, mm-hmm. could water cause that? It, uh, groundwater or, you know, moisture? You could have groundwater coming Possibly. Up. Do you yeah. have drainage issues around the house? Um, not really. Okay. Yeah. 
It sounds like a slab leak. It really does right. to me. Yeah. All right, Catherine. I hope those ideas help out. And uh, let us know how it goes. See if, see if any of those things help, uh, especially that hot water thing. All right. Thanks a lot, Catherine. All right. Let's keep going. Uh, I got an email here that I just have to. I, I mentioned it before or at the beginning of the show. Hi, Pam, Jason and Jeff. Love your show. I'm a huge fan. Today, I have a quick roof question for you. I have a 1990 build house with a concrete tile roof in San Diego. Mm. Purchased it two years ago. Had a professional roof inspection done during the inspection contingency. The report said if I do some minor repairs to the roof, the roof will last another 10 years. I did not do these repairs at the time as I had other expenses. Here's the current situation. I don't have any leaks or problems so far from this roof. Any roofing company or roofer, even the same roofer who inspected it two years ago, said the roof needs a new underlayment, which is like lift and relay process, he says. Since the roof has already served its life 20 years, I'm not sure if I should find somebody to repair the roof or go ahead and believe the roof has aged and can break at any time. I thought of two options. Pay out of pocket and replace the underlayment and broken tiles, if there are any. Or wait for the heyday and claim insurance. <laughs> Thoughts? <laughs> he, he currently doesn't have any leakage. <laughs> yeah. Wait for the hail? I yeah. Guess. Yeah. Yeah. Do they have hail in San Diego? I, no, I don't I, think so. I have no idea. I've been to San Diego Does one time. Does it rain in San Diego? Right, right. <laughs> I think there's a whole song about it not raining in Southern California in Southern altogether. Southern California, so, yeah. Right. yeah, that's in the um, back of my head. Um, I will say that um, uh, it doesn't have any leaks, so remember well, that. Well, in clay tile, I you thought know, that lasted longer than. I, I'm not a big thirty years. I'm not a big fan on putting off maintenance. If 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 so, someone said your roof has only got if you if you'll do these couple of things, it'll last another ten years. Right, but. It's not leaking. Yeah, it's not. It's not leaking because it doesn't rain in right. San Diego. That's why, that, well, that's leaking. why it's they not leaking. Rain. That's right. All right. Um, so, so all right. So, I guess his his the big question here, Jeff or Pam, does he work on this or does he wait for the thing to fall in and replace it via insurance? Well, if you live yeah, in the Mississippi, you better I'm, get it fixed. Right. Yeah. Because it there's lots a lot of rain here. Yeah. I'm well now. There, there, there's also a paragraph in your, in your insurance policy that says, you know, just you because, must maintain. Yeah, just because yeah. you defer, it, it's it, you know, it, here's the definition of an insurance claim: sudden and accidental. Right. And and here's the quickest way to get denied on an insurance claim is long term seepage and leakage. Right. I so, watched it for five years. Exactly. Yeah. So okay. you know, I knew it was leaking. I didn't do anything about it. Okay. If if you need maintenance done on your house, absolutely do the maintenance. All right. So he's saying, here's the opinion, guy. Uh, go ahead and do it. Yeah. Well, get a couple of bids. I know, will say this. Yeah. Yeah. He didn't yeah. say that there. Uh, uh, that there's. He only said that there's one. Said the same roofer who inspected it two years ago said the same thing. But there's got you know there's more than one roofer out there. So, and we typically say on the show, try three if you can. Uh, three estimates. My question is, why does the underlayment need to be replaced on a tile roof? I know. N- none of that sounds... I know. That's why... That's uh, Anyway. It doesn't sound right to me, but, but again, that's in San Diego. We're in Mississippi. I, and, and to be quite honest with you, I don't have a lot of experience in concrete clay tile roof. Yeah. All right. Well, good. Yeah, we don't have a lot of those no. here. 
All right, so I have uh, I, I got to go to this question next. Chico's on the line in Oxford. I've met Chico. He's got a question about money. <laughs> He's got a question about money for Jeff. <laughs> we all need some. <laughs> Chico, we all want what's Jeff's going on? Money. I, I don't owe you any money, do I, Chico? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> no, you don't. Good. Yet, but this, this is also for Pam for anything anything that she wants to uh, add. Um, I just now saw this. It's uh, to me, it's the coolest house in Oxford. It's the coolest setup, anyway. It's the coolest. Uh, plot and whatnot. Uh, it's on a busy street in Oxford, but I guarantee you 99.99% of Oxonians don't know it's there. It's um, You have to really be looking to see the house. It's got a little gravel driveway and on both sides for several yards are, is real thick brush. I mean, you can't see a foot into it. They don't have a mailbox, and you don't really notice the driveway there. But if you look up through this tunnel of trees and brush, you can see a house sitting back there, and people live in it. And it looks like it's, you know, early a small early 1960s ranch style house that was built there when things were going on in this part of Oxford. Right. And my whole question is, can I have some of Jeff's money? <laughs> is, that, is that what it was? <laughs> <laughs> my whole, my whole question is. It, suppose someone bought that and they wanted to preserve that tunnel and the all the privacy that everything around it does it cost more for builders and they wanted to build a house and you know tear down the old one and build a new one does it cost more to build a house when you're having to take precautions to not cut the brush and that's sort of uh, I see what you're saying so mow down all the trees put up your house and and add trees. Well, yeah, how do you get your equipment through all the stuff? Yeah, uh, it, I, I don't. Here, here's the way I'm going to answer that question. We are not going to take down anything that we don't have to. That, that's the broad stroke right there. Right. I'm not going to remove a tree unless I have to because it costs me money. Right. Um, I'm not unless it's in my way, and and I mean we work in some very tight. Uh, spaces we, we work in five foot setbacks, meaning I'm going to build a house and there's ten feet between the two houses. Right. The the I'm five foot off of the off of the property line is right. where I start my house. The next house is five foot off of that property line. So uh, we can work in very tight environments and uh, absolutely leave that leave as much of that buffer in there as you can. Oh yeah. That would well, that would be real pretty. Plus, and I've seen I know in in neighborhoods when they when they make entire neighborhoods, it's funny because you'll find the couple of hundred fifty year old oaks that they left, sure. and they mow down everything else. That's right, you know. And it's good, but it's good to see that they leave the big stuff. And if he's got something like that, we've got one. Unless of those. it's in the way, we we are going to leave it. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, when you, you, you yeah, I got a question for you, Chico. Okay. What what did, what did you call the people who live in Oxford? Oxonians. Oxonians. That's what they are. Or that's what we are. <laughs> I got I got so, I got two boys that live up there. Oxonian. I've I've lived in Mississippi almost my entire life. I, so if, if I'm a bulldog, are we Starkvillians? Stark vegans. Oh, no, I, I, I keep forgetting Stark that. Stark vegans. No, we're, <laughs> we're we're I got one there too. Uh-huh. It's Stark Vegas. Right. But uh, that's, does that's that make us start yeah. vegans? Yeah, right. probably. 
Start vegans. All right. So uh, thanks, Chico. Yeah, we're going to keep on moving. Oh, I wanted to mention a story because I want the, the world of Mississippi and the rest of the world who's listening to hear this. Uh, we have another Milwaukee tool plant coming we to Mississippi. Sure do. This yes. one's coming to Clinton. Uh, now, oh, to Clinton. Yeah. Uh, awesome. Now, I want, I want you guys to hear this because it's amazing. Uh, their their presence will be in Greenwood, Jackson, Grenada, Olive Branch, and now Clinton. Now, check wow. this out. In 2010, Milwaukee Tools had 526 employees. Uh, 2021, more than 3,659 employees. Nice. I'm not saying that I endorse anything. I'm just saying this is a product that is built in Mississippi. In Mississippi. Well, so. we need to score a tour it's of just, that it, Clinton facility. That's a really cool idea. Mm-hmm. But anyway, uh, good idea. Let's go to Lisa real quick. I know we got to go to break. Let's go to Lisa. She's been staying on the line. And you've got a uh, comment about that California email. What's going on, Lisa? Uh, it's not a clay t- Did you say it was a cement tile or a clay tile? Oh, he said it was cement. He said it was cement. Yeah, yeah. Okay. It doesn't rain much in San Diego, and if you've ever done much tile, if you get up on the tile roof, you're going to break some. You start messing with it, you're going to break some. Oh, yeah. Really? Yeah. Yeah, so uh, I'd I'd go and just leave it alone. It's not leaking. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Thank you. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So not leaking, don't mess. Not in San Diego. (laughs) Right. (laughs) All right. Thank you very much. We appreciate that. All right. Uh. That's it. It's time for a break. We're going to take our uh, break, and uh, we want to hear from you. What's happening at your home? We've got a couple of emails coming your way, too. You can give us a call at 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Or send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. We'll be right back. Hey, this is Larry Morrissey with the Mississippi Arts Commission. I'm one of the hosts of the Mississippi Arts Hour, the arts interview show on Think Radio. Each week, myself or one of my fellow hosts bring you in-depth interviews with different creative Mississippians. We talk with visual artists, musicians, writers, as well as people who help bring the arts to their communities. We hear about how each artist learned their craft and get some insight into their creative process. You can hear the Arts Hour every Sunday at 5 p.m. on Think Radio. Or listen anytime by subscribing to the show through your favorite podcasting app. You're listening to Fix It 101 on MPB Think Radio. I'm Jason Klein here with Pam Pivas, Ashy Certified Inspector at Inspect It Like a Girl, and Licensed Contractor Jeff Sammons from Houseworks. And you can join the conversation this morning by calling 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Or send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. Jackie's on the line in Itawamba County talking about that uh, roof leaking. What's going on, Jackie? Um, hi, my roof, uh, for about six months, it's been leaking off and on, mm-hmm. and the person who installed the roof about 10 or 12 years ago has tried to sort of patch it up, but right. the roof continues to leak, and yesterday, someone came and went on the roof, and mm-hmm. someone different, yes. and they told me that I knew that it was architectural shingles. But the man told me that the installer had not installed the shingles correctly um, Mm. and that that may be one of the reasons the roof is leaking. Um, So uh, I even contacted the manufacturer, and they said most of the time their roofs leak. It's because of improper installation. Mm -hmm. But anyway, um, I do need to get someone to repair the leaks. 
And I know on your program a couple of times you've talked about organizations to contact mm-hmm. to get certified um, to get certified uh, uh, people yeah. to help. So, I'm quite certain you're in a situation where you need to talk to a pro that you know is absolutely a pro because you've got two competing opinions with people who want your money. Um, where does she live? Itawamba. Itawamba County. Where is that? Oh, is that, it's in Mississippi. <laughs> no, I knew that part. Is, is that... It's, in, it's in Mississippi, about 40 minutes uh, northeast of Tupelo. Oh, oh, yeah. It's on up there. Yeah, call call the Home Builders Association in Tupelo. Yeah. Um, I know them very well. They will, they will, they will, they will get you some names. But you do, you do, uh, Jackie. Need to talk to at least a third person. And I, at this point, I don't know who you're working with. But I might find a name at this point, meaning meaning one that you've, you know, I think you're in the, going in the right direction with uh, Home Builders Association, MSO, uh, I'm sorry, Mississippi State Board of Contractors. MSBOC. MSBOC.us is a place to find uh, contractors right here in Mississippi that are licensed and, you know, all that jazz. But that is who you need to talk to, and someone. Uh, I I feel like you need to talk with to someone who's done a lot of roofs, um, okay. a, a, a company of some sort instead of a guy. And let me give oh. let me get, also give you another suggestion. Something that I would do, I would ask them to diagnose the problem, and then give you a corrective measures, something in writing, so you can compare apples to apples and make sure that everybody's diagnosing the same issue. Right. Right. And and one roofer's opinion of whether something was installed correctly might be completely different from another if you go up there. So um, So get at least maybe three opinions and get them to diagnose the problem and put it in writing. Yep. Yep. You could teach class now. Yep. (laughs) Do a radio show. (laughs) Right. Exactly. Thank you. Okay. This helps so much. Alan. Thank you very much. Yes, ma'am. Thank you. You're welcome, Jackie. Have a great day. All right. uh, Email here that I wanted to get to real quick. Um, Let's see. I recently bought my grandmother's house, which was built in 63. It has a forced (laughs) warm air heating system with ducts in place, and I'd like to install a split air conditioning system that uses those ducts instead of the window units that it currently uses. I know it. I know it's possible because I got an HVAC company to come and look at my system, give me a quote, which was fifteen thousand dollars. Hello, wow! For all the work that needed to be done, I have several questions about this. Should I get another quote? Well, yeah. Uh, or is there another way to get the cost of this project down a little bit? Is getting a refurbished used air conditioner a bad idea? Yes. 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 I'm not sure what the best course of action is, and I'd appreciate any advice. And boy, do we have some for you here. Um, so first of all, the, your first question of you got a $15,000 estimate and you're asking if you need to get a second. I feel like definitely for especially HVAC, you can get as many well, quotes as you want. Yeah, the 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 dollar value does not scare me. 15,000 sounds reasonable. Um, but if it's just one quote, you can get three exactly. Quotes. Yeah, go 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 get another quote. Let's yeah. let's quote apples to apples. Right, right. Uh, what what sear are we getting? What what tonnage mm. are we getting? So. And let me also say this: <clears throat> one of the biggest mistakes I see people make with air conditioning uh-huh. is that they'll come in and put a, a 
big old powerful new unit in there and they don't update the duct work. Uh, yep. That duct right. could be undersized or yep. oversized That's true. compared yeah. to the unit that you're putting in there and you want to talk about a mold farm. Yeah. Oh. Well, and and look, he, this is a fact. Too much air is just as detrimental as not enough air. Exactly. So mold farm. It's it has to be engineered and engineered correctly. Yeah, you want somebody. Paul Paul doesn't need to be doing this. This sounds well, as though they Paul figured Paul could out. Could do it if he's if he's a heat and air engineer. Yeah, and he's gonna and engineer is is the word. <laughs> you know, I want you to come in and size it and tell me what's right. the correct size and what's exactly. the right duct size, and I want to make sure that my ducts are all sealed up because right. if not, I'm just gonna be heating cool in my attic. A rule right. of thumb. I mean, this is only a rule of thumb. One ton of air for every 500 square feet of living space. I've heard 600. Really? Uh, it, it, 550. We'll split the difference. There right. you go. <laughs> Pam, it's it's a rule of thumb. Yeah. Right. So if somebody comes and says, hey, man, you need you need five tons, at least you can do the math right quick. Right, right. right. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, because yeah, you're right. If you oversize that son of a gun, it's It'll never come on. Well, it'll short cycle right? because yeah. it gets cold too fast, right. and I can't tell you how many phone calls I've gotten in the last 20 years about that very problem. All right, so so for this, uh, for Alex, the person that asked the question, first of all, get other estimates. Sure. But that is, and, and I do want to throw this in, uh, not as a pro thing, but uh, just maybe you should have these other estimates look at other options also while you're there instead of just saying i want to do this uh ask a professional what do you think might be the best way right. to pull this off exactly uh, yeah. because they might have a better idea and it might be six thousand dollars <laughs> what was the age of the house again it was, uh, it was built in 63 okay and if it's on a conventional foundation and your mm-hmm. ductwork is in the crawl space mm-hmm. just ask them if they can reroute that because they may just be able to do something completely different and save her a ton of money right and That's get right. a better result so right. so I would yeah all right um number to call is 877 MPB ring that's eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four let's keep going all right hello fixers. Man, this is happening a lot. You recent, uh, your recent comments on water prompted this note. I have a low spot on the walk to my front door, uh, with uh, which branches off my driveway, and a puddle forms after a heavy rain. So she's got a, they've got a driveway, and then they've got a, a path that branches off mm-hmm. to the door. All right. Um, the puddle is about 15 square feet and only about a foot, and a, uh, or, I'm sorry, an inch and a half maximum depth depth uh the walk is bordered by landscape beds what about cutting a narrow channel washed gravel driveway the driveway is washed gravel across the drive about 20 feet with a durable cap or something surely there are tradesmen who do this routinely but i don't know any is it a plumber uh is the cost over 1200 what what am i looking at so basically what they're trying to do is put a a drain going underneath their gravel driveway to get rid of the standing water. You could do that. Mm-hmm. Now, what it sounds to me like is we have a low spot in the walkway, and mm-hmm. it's concrete. Is that right? No, I think I think this is a. Uh, I think what has happened is that she has the driveway, and then she has a walkway to say the front door. That's and also the space. Be- yeah, gravel. that is also gravel. And then I would think the space between would be water, uh, grass, grass or, or, or landscape, yeah, or whatever. Something. Yeah, because she said she's uh, got landscaping there. I mean, uh, if on it, either if side, it, if it's it's grass, 
if it's gravel, I mean, that's real simple. That's simple. You don't got to bust up any dig concrete. It, right. Just dig the gravel out of the way, lay a pipe down there, put a drain tile where, wherever you're holding water, and um, and then put the gravel back over the pipe. Yeah. And, and to answer one of the questions here, who would do this? Landscaper. Uh, landscaper. Oh, landscaper. Sure. Yeah. And, sure, and, sure. and when you say, what's a landscaper? How do you find that? Start with the guy that lawn, mows your lawn. Uh, that's where they start at is the landscapers. But as you move on, you move past the 16-year-olds that walk around the neighborhood with the lawnmowers and get to the people who have a job at this uh, and the guys with the, you know, with all the equipment and everything, they can come to your home and do this work. You can go to garden centers mm-hmm. as well, the folks who sell all of the, you know, huttos or right, partisans yeah. or whatever. Right. And they can give you the names of folks that they service all the time. So. Right. That's a great idea. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. All right. Well, uh, let's, uh, we're going to keep going. All right. Let's keep going. Marsha's on the line in Jackson and uh, remodeling a bathroom. We've done that several times. What's going on, Marsha? Hey. Um, my yeah, all right. Here's the bathroom. Okay. I actually had it remodeled a while back. I also had this is kind of where you use this is one of those lessons learned things. Uh-huh. Anyway, my brother for my birthday installed a new vanity sink and the tile that goes with it. Uh-huh. And he's done that before. He did that in his home, so he knew what he was doing. Right. Except I found out later the vanity does not sit flat on the floor. It it sits on little legs. And I did not realize the previous vanity apparently either hid an opening or lay down flat or something. Because if you look under the vanity, there's no there's no floor, there's no tiling. You're down at the subfloor. Right. Or they the t- they they tiled around the previous vanity. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's what they did. Yeah. Is and it? Was, are you on a slab or conventional? So is it concrete below you or wood? Oh, it's concrete. Okay. Okay. As most houses in America, we tile around the vanities. Mm. Right. So when you change the the size of the vanity, this happens a lot with uh, toilets when people change them out, too. Um, yeah. So she doesn't have a kick plate at the bottom of her cabinet, and she can see underneath there with right. Oh, tile. there's no kick plate. Right. Exactly. Oh, exactly. well, no, then and it I should be tile. Well, I misunderstood. But it's already installed. What do you do after it's already installed? That's why I'm asking if you can take it out and put it back because it's such a pretty vanity and I really like it and paid money for it and all that stuff. You can take it out, put it back. It's a pain. It's a it's the, nine times the work than you need to. Well, uh, the yeah. issue is in, unless you have the tile, you're not going to find the tile. Right. Because if right. the tile was original with the house, it's yeah. you'll never match it. Well, she said she remodeled several years ago. Oh, yeah. So yeah, you true. might be able to find it. You could also do, i tell you something I've seen, is accent tile. You could do something totally different that kind of matches what you've already got, but it's more of yeah. an accent. That's, that's kind of what I was thinking about doing. I you know the tile made—I did not put new tile down, okay? Uh, so it's the, probably the original tie when I moved in. So I think an accent tie would probably be easier. And I'm not going to change out the floor at this point in time, uh, I don't think. Right. Yeah, you should be uh, able to disconnect the plumbing and move that cabinet and then uh, have it pretty easy okay. access to get that done. Yeah, and bathroom plumbing, meaning meaning from the wall, is no big deal. It's, it, you know, it's yeah. a, it's a couple of things done screwing. Shut off valve, yeah, shut off yeah. valve, P-trap. You're done. Move yeah. it. So I, I'm still, I'm not going to do it myself. I'm going to find somebody to do it. I was just uh, I was just checking to make sure it could be done. 
really, basically. Yes, ma'am. Yeah, and let me mention, you know, this accent tile thing. Uh, A friend of mine gave me a really cool idea the other day. This doesn't have anything to do with your question. (laughs) (laughs) Just keep going, Pam. I'm just going to take this and run. Um, In these old houses where you have floor furnaces, Uh you know, those big grates that when I was a kid, we used to jump over them because it put all that hot air on. Mm -hmm. Well, we don't use those anymore. And so they're just in these wood floors in these old houses. And a friend of mine told me what they were doing is removing the floor furnace, putting in some green board and put an accent tile. Oh, down that wood floor. Down that's interesting. The, yeah, because some of the tile they've got now is just awesome. It is. And you could just, I but mean. But you wouldn't want a whole house full of it because no. it would look like too much. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But just in that square. That's neat. Do accent tile there. That's a great idea. Yeah. All right. Uh, thanks a lot. <laughs> thanks for the call. Can you get the tile like at the big box stores? Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. Plenty yeah. of that. Yeah. They'll sell you all you want. <laughs> All right. Thanks a lot, Martha. Marsha. There we go. All right. Let's uh, keep moving. I've got a, I've got a uh, email here that i got to get to. In our guest ba- uh, bathroom, the previous owner laid ceramic tile directly on the subfloor. Obviously, the lack of underlayment or any self-leveling has caused the tiles to break and crack. Mm-hmm. It's rocking Duh. and rolling. Right. I'm really struggling with what is the easiest, cheapest way to get the ceramic tiles and grout off the plywood subflooring so I can lay vinyl planks that will require require glue or should I just put new subfloor down and cover over the grout after I pull up the ceramic. Thanks, guys. Uh, Any ideas are appreciated. The fun part about this email is that is a wood floor with ceramic tile on it. It's just a swing of a hammer away from being done. Yeah, just 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 pull the subfloor. Bust it all up. The bathroom, it, it, it's not big. Um, just pull it up. Yeah. yeah. And and honestly, there there's there is no uh, polite way to remove tile. No. Well, put on long sleeves, right. long well, pants, and tile, some goggles. It sounds like he can get the towel. He or she can get yeah. the towel up. What the issue is going to be is trying to get that thin set. And and you're going to get most of it, mm-hmm. but you're going to leave that one piece. And it's going to drive and, you crazy. And it's going to telegraph through the, right through through the uh, luxury vinyl tile, and it's going to just make you sick. So just pull the subfloor. And and you know what? Uh, when we say stuff like that, when you hear that on the show, that sounds so much. That sounds like a big deal. Uh, a piece of floor, 8 by 4 is like, I don't know. 25 bucks you can you can lay that floor down and you're ready to rock and roll again yeah yeah yeah, Uh, that's a a, invite some friends right yeah yeah that's a a couple of beers y'all have a great time right busting that floor up i don't know about a great time but (laughs) (laughs) right so that's if you're angry at someone salivate over that i'm just like oh yeah yeah. It's not a great time. Pat. Save some emotions <laughs> no, and use it there. there. I can make suggestions on how to go have a good time, and that's not one that's of them. That's not right. one of them. No. You're just no. going to go to the boat and throw that's a right. line in the that's water. That's right. <laughs> All right. Uh, one last call. Angie's on the line in Mobile and uh, installing tile herself in the bathroom. What's going on, Angie? You go, Angie. Well, I am not installing tile. I'm oh. so afraid of that. I bought some <laughs> life-proof uh, laminate. Flooring. Yes. And I'm going to put that over tile that I have in the bathroom. So I was just wondering, mm. do you guys have any um, tips or sure. tricks? The people at the store said that with the life proof that it has everything there and I just need to snap it. Yeah, the life proof stuff is amazing. It works well, easy. It's easy to put down. 
all of us through the same flag at the same time. <laughs> when you said you're going over that tile. Don't do it, Angie. Is it real ceramic? Is it real ceramic tile, Angie? Yes, and my house is old, so it's been there for a while. You can't match the colors. And I actually called you guys a few weeks ago because I was thinking that I was going to take it up. Yeah. (laughs) Then I was like, uh, maybe not. Really? (laughs) Really? So you just want to go over it? Yeah, the the issue is it's going to telegraph through the new floor. Right. Meaning you're, you're, you're going to see it. Condition? Even repeat yeah, that. The ridges. Yeah, you're, it's still going to telegraph. Uh, yeah. You know, you know, there's another idea. And and the pros would never tell you the idea, but I'm going to do this. You could possibly float that floor. Um, you might. You, you know, might. And what I mean by that, that, it's a yeah. it's a it's a small amount of a particular type of concrete that you put over something to kind of smooth and even things out that feather right like that quick creep stuff well, no not not quick no, no, no. no it's gonna be like a floor leveler but right. it's i don't know I don't I, that's not the way that i would prefer to go but if she's going to put something down okay. over tile why don't you just pull the tile up uh because i was afraid to do it you have a big oh, hammer but it would yeah. be just i mean a chisel wear some, wear some and safety glasses and, and go safety after glasses and have you have a big time yeah and then like how you guys are talking about the sub flooring like i don't yeah. really you don't want to know right know how to do that stuff. yeah that's it's yeah it's not something you're going to do by yourself go ahead and do it i want to tell anybody <laughs> <laughs> all right folks <laughs> Where's my oh, notes here? Boy. There we go. We're Fix cheering it. you on, Angie. Right. You can do it. You can. <laughs> Fix It 101 is a production of Mississippi Public Broadcasting Think Radio and is funded by the generous contributions from listeners like you. Our show is produced by Mr. Java Chapman. Our call screener today was Liz Gill. For Pam Pibus, Jeff Sammons, I'm Jason Klein. Stay tuned for our Wednesday 10 a.m. program, Everyday Tech, with Mr. Jay White. And join us next Wednesday at 9 for Fix It 101 only on MPB Think Radio.